episode of the Movement of Color podcast, we like to say, hey, have a happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Byron and I will also be talking about the 2020 presidential election and the Democratic candidates. So, before we get started, I just want to remind all of our listeners to support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash the movement of color and right now we're doing some really cool stuff on there where we're expanding our anarchism series so some historical stuff some hot takes if you will and it's going to be exclusive to our partners at patreon.com and one last note follow us on twitter at movement underscore color Pretty simple, right? All right. So here we are, Byron and myself, Brandon Payton Carrillo. We're going to talk about the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates, people of color edition. Enjoy. Man, this season, this election season is already starting to kick off a bit. Hell yeah. The, the, the hell that was the 2016 uh, presidential election has begun all over again because time is one big, dumb, flat circle. <laughs> yes. And now we got a bunch of Democrats starting to uh, announce their candidacy for the presidency. I yeah, said the- that right. Candidacy <laughs> for the presidency? Yes. I think yeah, the the vultures are are circling the the the, the rotting corpse of the Democratic Party. So, I feel like we should just talk about a few of them, and particularly the shitty ones, and why they may suck. Yeah, the the ones that are terrible, but also kind of pertain to the whole either are POC or have been involved with POC stuff. I feel like would definitely be a, a good target. Exactly. Because just because you're POC does not mean that your your politics are all going to be awesome. And in these oh, cases, yeah. yeah. And in these cases, these people's uh, downright suck. Ooh, yeah. There's there's a there's one particular politician from uh, from my state that I absolutely abhor. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to her. We'll we'll get to her soon. Well, you know what? How about? Fuck it, let's get into her. So in at number one is... Kamala Harris. She was the former like attorney general for the state of California, um, but then moved on to the uh, U.S. Senate seat that uh, was recently vacated. But yeah, so Kamala Harris, uh, she's kind of... I don't know how, but she's kind of like a rising star within the, the more centrist part, like the more kind of faux-progressive parts of the Democratic Party, mainly because she's a woman, uh, she's POC, she's from California, she, you know, pretend, like, if she has all this kind of, like, you know, a very thin, like, shitty veneer of progressivism, uh, but if you, like, 
you know, scratch the surface even a little bit, you'll see a lot of fucked up shit underneath. Um, like, for example, one that could, I definitely remember, uh, during your time as Attorney General of the state of California, um, uh, possibility, like, the, the idea of releasing low-level offenders uh, from the prisons, which are ho- heavily overpopulated and costing the state a fuck ton of money, um, there was like, okay, how about we just release these people? Like, they're low-level offenders, they haven't actually, like, these like nonviolent offenders, people who got there in there for like really petty shit. Um, mostly like low level drug offenses, mostly weed. Um, most of whom were people of color because they we get targeted more than than white people. And she was like, "No, we like we can't do that because we need the slave labor to fight all the wildfires that are starting every goddamn week." Whoa. Um. So yeah, uh, that was and like people just forgot. That, like, she basically condones, like, prison slave labor. Um, and, like, I need to fucking bring it up all the time with, like, fucking my, like, progressive friends who, like, kind of like her. Um, and they're, like, shocked. And, like, I give them, like, the, the link, of, uh, the, the fucking link to, like, um, to, like, the Huffington Post or, like, political article where, like, that cites it. And, like, they, they either just start defending her actions because they feel so attached to her. Or they, like, kind of come to a relation that, like, yeah, she's shit. I mean, that's, like, one thing. But also, like, she votes in line with the Democratic Party's, like, main line all the time in Congress. Um, she has been ever since she got started in California. Um, she basically fucking, like, apprenticed under Dianne Feinstein. Um, she's, like, basically your tutor, I guess, in Congress. Yeah. Um, and anyone could tell you, like, any, like, older kind of more left-wing people from California could tell you, like, Diane Feinstein is, like, very good at um, getting that kind of, uh, like, faking progressivism. Like, that, that was basically her fucking, like, that's where, she, like, California's way made, she made her bones about that kind of shit. Yeah, she's, she's pretty awful. Both of them are awful. So, let's keep this awful train moving. Um, number two, I would like to suggest... A person that is nominally POC, and by nominally, 5% POC. <laughs> According to a uh, 23andMe. <laughs> yes. And that person would be Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Uh, this, this is possibly one of the... I, I don't know why she thought she would, like, run at all or like think about running when like any fucking person can tell you that like she's definitely like the one of the worst people to fucking pick um she is so like so my last semester i i had uh a like one of my political science classes was like understanding like political motivation and behavior and like and it was and it was like in the class like i think i was the only like hard leftist there it was mainly like uh, more cent- like kind of progressive, like centrist, and then like you know fucking like Republican Party people, mm-hmm. and like the only thing all of us agreed on was that Elizabeth Warren is shit and a dumbass uh, who doesn't know how to like actually do any of this or doesn't know how to deal with like all the like alt right like attacks on her. Um, <laughs> really enough, that was like our one point of unity in that class. Um, and that, that shows pretty well. I mean, like uh, you mentioned it was the whole, um, 
thing about her Native Americanness um, that was brought on by like how she used her supposed Native American ancestry um, to get into university um, through their like quota system, and then uh, the old like you know the the, the right wing of the Republican Party kind of lashed onto that. It's like okay, like what the fuck's going on here? Like you're clearly white, like because like again in, in their in their minds. Uh, race is a pretty, you know, binary thing. Either you're white or you're not white. Um, you know, I, I think they're like the people who still believe in the. Like the I, I feel like these would be the people who would say like the one drop rule uh, is still legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, it, like, they're like, okay, well, how much actually are you? Like, are you even Native American or is it just bullshit? Um. So like, she just kind of took this at like the bare face. And uh, did like one of those twenty three and me tests to see like just how much Native American art like she was, and it was like, like in, in the fucking like low single digits, <laughs> and sh- and like everyone, and, like everyone, like within like the indigenous community in the, in the United States was like, what the fuck are you doing, you dumbass? Like you're just like you're playing into their hands because uh, their whole thing is not like it doesn't like. The whole like actual like percentage or like blood quantums within like within like the the actual science you know the kind of the new pseudoscience of race of like yeah. race science um, is like okay how much percentage of your ancestry is from like which place that's like what twenty three and me is like literally based on uh, these things called blood quantums um, and like they were like all basically like yelling at her on Twitter. Like, don't fuck, like, why the fuck did you do this? Like, you're just making it worse. You're like, you're making it worse for like, for like for indigenous people. Uh, because she's totally disconnected from real, from like the actual reality of indigenous life. Cause like she was not, cause she was like basically raised white. She basically is white. Um, you know, she is the white ethnicity. Yeah. Uh, not because of any like blood quantum, silly because of, like that was the culture she passes easily. Um, like she has no real ties to the indigenous community at all. So for all case purposes, she is fucking white. Um, but yeah, and then that's just like that whole thing. But when it comes to her policies, the only real thing she's progressive about is like banking reform. Yeah, but that's it. And that's where she came from, so I get that. And I'll give her that little bit of credit. And also, her idea to reform capitalism by um, allowing workers to have a stake on on boards of, like, corporate boards and that sort of thing. Which is, you know, kind of like the MITRE plan in some ways. Um, I, I, no, I, I think that's more... I, I, I personally would push back a little bit on that where mm-hmm. – uh, this is this is the anarchism coming out of me. But like the whole thing with um, the whole like, oh, let's have like worker elected representatives on like uh, on the board of directors on these companies. Um, that's actually something that Germany does. Uh, I think like um, a certain percent – a very high percentage um, uh of the board of directors of any company has to be elected by workers. The problem with that is that it still lies within the capitalist um, kind of logic. It still lies within the market, uh, but also like it very much defangs any worker militants, like any worker militants to overthrow capitalism and kind of abolish it entirely. Mm. Um, the, the thing with the with the the plan that you referenced was in Sweden was like this was meant to like 
it, it wasn't meant to end there. It was meant to like, okay, we're gonna like do like it was an actual like genuine reformist plan to abolish capitalism, not make it nicer. Exactly. Um, but like, but I th- I'm, but she said like, no, she's a capitalist. She fundamentally believes in capitalism. Like she believes in markets, or like she believes in like the necessity of of markets, um, just with like regulation and stuff, and like you know she's she's a fucking progressive. Like she not she's not even that even then only on like that kind of certain economic stuff. On foreign policy, she's voted the same way as every other Democratic Party, um, at, like shithead in Congress, um, in when it comes to um like social issues, she's kind of baseline. In the, in the like where it's like she kind of acknowledges it uh but doesn't really do much about it um in the 2016 uh primary like famously she kind of decided to just like not like throw her support behind any candidate and like a lot of people were expecting her to support bernie but this is really when like the veneer of progressivism started to like melt away for her when yeah. it comes to like people's uh, support for her when they realized oh wait no she's just another democrat who's Who's you know, whose whole thing was banking and not much else. Yeah. So let's move on to number three. What I have on number three on my list, and to me, the one I feel the most pissed off about, just because this asshole fooled me a little bit because he had a slight tan and he's from <laughs> Texas, is a uh, drum roll. Beto O'Rourke. Ah, yes. Uh, Compañero uh, Beto. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, this guy is, is fucking something, dude. I don't know. Like, if you ever look into Beto's history, it's like the most cynical fucking, like, Texas damn bullshit you've ever seen. So, uh, Beto O'Rourke... Um, when he was born, his parents, who were already involved in Democratic Party, like, Texan politics, uh, decided to give him the name Beto specifically because they knew that, like, where the Democrats were going in Texas, um, especially southern Texas and El Paso, where he uh, was the representative of, um, and was like, okay, we'll give him the name Beto so he can, like, get, like, so he can trick people into thinking he was fucking POC, uh, when uh, newsflash people, he's a fucking white dude. Like, he has, like, there's there's nothing there. He's, if anything, he's one of those fucking, like, Texas colonizers who, like, probably stole Texas from Mexico because they couldn't own slaves. Like, <laughs> And newsflash, here's another thing, too. His full name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. How is that not a, that's the fucking whitest name? You know, but, like, have you ever actually been... Uh, to any of his campaign rallies, uh, when he lost against Ted Cruz, fucking Ted Cruz of all people, a fucking like slime fish of a shithead, um, like he never talked about policy. It was mainly just like he basically pulled a page out of Hillary's playbook and just talked about like, um, like purely performative, like performative bullshit and like buzzwords and like n- never actually said any policy. The only difference was like he had that Obama charm. Uh, where he like was he is a very charismatic dude, but that's it. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. I think they're trying to use the Obama formula with him. So a guy who's a centrist dim that will 
essentially toe the line, the party line for Capital. And then he looks like he could play a good progressive, but when he gets in in office or something, he'll just be the same old run-of-the-mill Wall Street Democrat. Um, so fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, and probably the the biggest thing that I personally got out of his uh, run with Ted Cruz when I discovered who the fuck this dumb, this shithead was <laughs> um, was uh, like, oh. White people are gonna start colonizing our fucking names now. <laughs> they're, they're gonna fucking literally appropriate POC names in order to cynically get POC votes. Yeah, that, that's the rea- that, That's where we're heading, folks. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Calling it right now. <laughs> All right. So number four on our list of shameless bastards. And maybe a surprise to some of our listeners, because um, I think this individual was endorsed by our revolution. Yes. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, a uh, former, um, I think, senator or representative uh, from Hawaii, uh, the, the, you know, the surfing uh, congresswoman. Um, so... She's 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 a fucking character of her own. Where like um, on the surface, um, and mainly because she endorsed Bernie Sanders' uh, presidential run, where like that got her a lot of big attention from like the the left wing of the Democratic Party. Like people love her for that because you know she's you know conventionally attractive. Um, she's young. She's POC because um, her parents are from India. Um, or she's from she's of in like Indian as in like India Indian. Uh, descent, um, you know, like she, she fits, you know, she, she checks all the boxes of what like the, the, the left wing of the Democratic Party generally wants. Um, at least when it comes to like just pure representation. But if you actually look at her policies that she supported like in the past and currently, um, some real, like, like some real like Democratic Party slash like alt-right aligned stuff starts showing up. Uh, mainly, probably the the biggest thing that like people will probably tell you um, from from her critics was um, her family's historical support for uh, for Modi and like and the BJP in India, which is like this Hindu nationalist party that like hates Muslims. That actually just passed that just passed uh, a law through one of the houses of its Congress um, or of its legislator to basically like. Um, except refugees that, uh, but explicitly banning Muslim refugees from ever getting like citizenship or residency um, in India. Uh, yeah, and, and also a, a group that has like historical ties with another like kind of uh, proto, like kind of fascist group in India, uh, like Hindu fascist group that fucking murdered uh, Gandhi. Well, now, now don't the don't get me wrong. Gandhi was a problematic figure in his own right, but like, yeah. you didn't have to kill like, him. Yeah, like they they fucking murdered this dude. Like they were the ones who killed him because uh, he was too lenient on all the Muslims during the partition. That like the fact that he wasn't advocating for genocide of all the Muslims in like Bengal um, and like in, in like the and in the enclaves within like in what is now modern India, is <laughs> like what pissed them off and like they fucking killed him for it. Like the, the like, I mean that's. I mean, that's the person. Like, these are the groups that, like, um, like Tulsi Gabbard's family and, and he, even she herself 
uh, supports. Um, like she's been known to like basically stand uh, for for Modi all the time um, on like on Twitter and on, on and on the press in general. Um, on top of that, um, there's also the famous uh, moment where she got in contact. Like she she's famous for like defending Assad. Like not even in the like like not even in like the whole like anti imperialist kind of like oh like we acknowledge you know Assad is a dictator who kills a lot of his own citizens all the time and like how and probably helped start the fucking civil war because he was unwilling to like concede power um, or like or how even like hold legitimate elections um, sh- like she was like totally defending this guy yeah so Tulsi Gabbard uh, this all culminated. Uh, with a kind of very famous event a few years ago, where or not not famous, famous for us in this in this case, yeah. uh, where she and a few Congress people went to Syria um, to kind of like you know on the Assadist side of the of the front line, kind of see what was going on to you know talk with Assad officials, that kind of stuff. But like the real big like turn like point was that uh, the people who were kind of you know shepherding her and like like you know acting as like the guides and like were kind of the main people who, uh, like coordinated this whole event, uh, was this group called the Syrian, uh, social nationalist pa- uh, party, uh, which name, like, which like sounds like, okay, that's weird. Uh, they're essentially like, like the, like, uh, stressors of Syria. They're like, you know, left nationalists in that, like they want to invade Syria's neighbors to form greater Syria, mm-hmm. uh, specifically for Syrians, and have like this kind of welfare state, <laughs> and have like a kind of a, a kind of a super welfare state, kind of a mix up between like the social democratic, like social democracy and actual socialism. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and like these are people who like whose symbol is like a modified swastika, um, who fucking uh, like do like Nazi salutes, who like used to be banned in Syria until the civil war, where they got unbanned in order to shore up support for Assad and now they're like one of now they're like a fairly large group within uh parliament and they even have like militias fighting in the war uh on behalf of the on behalf of on behalf of this like left-wing fascist party yeah uh so yeah so th- those were the people she was associating with and she's like has con- now has connections to um on top of that like her supposed anti-interventionism which more comes from like which more resembles like the anti-interventionism of like Richard Spencer um, <laughs> than anybody else. Um, it's specifically only for Syria and Afghanistan. Like she was basically for, like she's a hundred percent for uh, the drone program that was started by Obama um, with well, well throughout the Middle East. She has known like a known history of kind of like Islamophobia and like anti-LGBT feelings. Um, only, but like. But suddenly these dis- – you know, she pulled – again, she pulled at Hillary Clinton uh, and she kind of like did a 180 um, in like right around 2012, um, which is even later than when Hillary Clinton did her 180 yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> so again, uh, so Hillary Clinton uh, became cool with gays before fucking Tulsi Gabbard. Which is problematic. Which is problematic. <laughs> at the, yeah, uh, at the least. Now I will say in all fairness to her – because her, her foreign policy is pretty trash, as is the majority of the Democratic Party's foreign policy. Um, there are a couple little bright spots on the domestic front where 
you know, she's for weed not being a big fucking deal, which is cool. And I don't know how down she really is with Native Hawaiians' rights, but their, or at least their um, struggle for sovereignty. But she generally tries to be friendly with it, probably because she would get voted the fuck off the island if she was not. Oh, yeah. They're they're a pretty important constituency. Yeah. So, all right, let's move the fuck on. Um, We're going to go to our... uh, the more neoliberal members of this list of shame. Um, number five, Julian Castro. Yes. Now, when I first heard the name, I had good feelings because, like, oh, Castro. Maybe he's like the maybe he's like the missing Castro brother <laughs> who, like, somehow like washed up on like in like washed up in like a little cradle in Florida, like Moses. <laughs> but no, he's just some fucking like uh, just another neoliberal shell. Um, if you, oh my, I really recommend listeners you need to check out this guy's Twitter. Uh, it's fucking something else. It's like. It's like peering into Hillary Clinton's like policy wet dreams. Uh, there's like all the half-ass bullshit, all the terminology. Uh, I remember one where he was like, uh, "People should be uh, the first two years of higher education should be affordable and accessible to everybody, uh, and then after that, like you know, means testing is very important." Uh, this like I'm, I imagine like he probably mean tests his own fucking kids if he was <laughs> able to like <laughs> he's he's that shitty uh, totally uncharismatic um, which isn't surprising because he was part of the uh, Obama uh, like cabinet in like 2014 he was like the former HUD secretary housing and urban development um, I mean he's I, I mean he's definitely going fucking nowhere uh, but at this point everyone's fucking running because. Because it's going to be against Trump and they all think that, like, by simply not being openly fucking racist, they can win. But, you know, Hillary Clinton showed that that doesn't fucking work. <laughs> and they're all uh, going to get some money, man. Think oh, yeah. about no, they all would the all fucking... get money or they'd be able to haggle their way into another, uh, uh, like, a, a certain position within, like, the next, in, you know, whoever the fuck does end up winning if they win. Um, or, you know, they'll get attention and they'll get a better fucking... Uh, paycheck from whichever shitty um, like brain tank like, like, or like think tank they, they fucking join exactly and you know and his brother Joaquin not not much better I, and, I don't know I don't know about Joaquin uh, you know he's just another he's a in the house of representatives it's his twin brother and um, yeah they got the same politics so they might try to pull a switcheroo, kind of like in, you know, like the parent trap or something like that. <laughs> they just switch off every other week. Yeah, exactly. But just be assured, if you think you got Joaquin, guess what? It's just as shitty. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're twins in more ways than one. <laughs> yes. All right. So enough about Joaquin uh, or Julian. Let's move to number six. Number six, I can't recall if he officially threw his hat in, but we all know um, that he's running. He's planning on running. It's um, CNN has a you know a hard on for this guy, and um, his name is Cory Booker. Hell yeah, Mister! Whenever we need 
uh, a sitting congressperson, a, a sitting congressman to talk about uh, black issues. Let's just get him. <laughs> exactly. No, like, no, I mean, I mean, uh, it sounds like a joke, but like on every single fucking like documentary or like interview or like big interview series that talks about like African-Americans um, in any way, like somehow he's always there. <laughs> And he has his voice and a way of speaking to where it almost sounds profound when uh, I'm just reading the phone book. <laughs> yeah, he, he he has the Obama voice. Yeah. And like, th- this sounds important, but it's fucking meaningless. <laughs> completely meaningless. And, you know, early in his career, I'm like, okay, you try to bust a Democratic machine when you were trying to be, you know, mayor of Newark, that's kind of cool. You lived in the hood for a hot minute as a, you know, publicity stunt. But, you know, you got to actually do it. So that's cool. But when it comes down to it, his policies are the same old, same old, well-trotted, democratic, means-tested fucking policies. And on top of that, because now that he's gotten, you know, a little bit more notoriety as Senator Cory Booker, he got bought out by Big Pharma. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, who isn't bought out by Big Pharma, to be honest, though? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I got to cash yeah. my check, you know, not to mention. Yes, look, some of us are paid off by Big Pharma. Some of us are paid off by Soros, you know. Yeah. It's same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Um, so the thing with Cory Booker is like, I feel like he's trying to be a second, Ob- he's, he's like, you know, like Beto O'Rourke is trying to be the white Obama, but Cory Booker is just trying to be Obama. Like he, he does already have that kind of like, like you, like, you know, relatively youthful black, uh, charisma, like black cool dude, like, you know, charisma going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you ever see any interviews you, like he does with him, he, he, do- he does know, like a decent amount and like enough to like get through a conversation or interview to seem like he's progressive on these issues. Um, but like, again, like you said, at the end of the day, he's just another fucking shitty neolib. lib. Um, but like, but again, like, I think that's like the tactic he's going for. I think that's what he's going to try to do. If he, if he does decide to run, like he, he will try to basically repeat, like basically just like redo the Obama campaign from like the beginning to the end. Yeah. And he'd be a good candidate to, to do that because He's probably, if you talk about the actual skills of politicking, he's probably the best politician as far as being able to spin what he wants to spin in the media, as far as um, messaging. You know, he is, as far as front-facing politics go, the best of our shitty six. Oh, yeah. And in terms of like who actually who actually has like a genuine chance of like winning, it's probably it will probably be him and Beto. Uh, even though Beto would probably lose because like he fucking lost against Ted fucking Cruz. <laughs> uh, people just forget that. Like people imagine he won. Like, imagine he won just because of like how suddenly popular he is. But like again, folks, he lost against Ted fucking Cruz. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and the media kept trying to spin it. Well, a Democrat hasn't won in Texas in such a long time. This is this is such a, even though it's a loss, it's still a victory because he came within two points of unseating an asshole like Ted Cruz. Yeah. 
But yeah, have you have you seen uh, Ted Cruz's new beard? Oh no, I don't want to. Oh, don't. <laughs> No, you made the right choice. Uh, folks, uh, listeners, uh, please do yourself a favor. Do not look at his – at his uh, what, what, would, what some would call a, a beard, but what I call a, like a weird like parasite that's like latched onto his face that has grown and I, I assume will eventually within like a year take over his body and start like advocating for genocide or something. Yes, because that parasite is probably an alt-right Nazi. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Steve King. The beard <laughs> is Steve King. <laughs> yes. So, alright. To sum this up, who has the best chance of getting a nomination and who has the no fucking chance of getting the nomination? Oh, this is so easy. Uh, Cory Booker, maybe Harris, if they want to like really push the whole like woman thing, um, which I, I mean probably gonna happen. Um, and then may maybe maybe Bayo, um, if he somehow finagles like squirms his way in. Um, when it comes to like who's absolutely fucked, uh, it definitely has to be Julian, um, and then. Um, Everyone's favorite uh, fucking uh, race scientist. Uh, shit, what's her name again? Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, fucking uh, Elizabeth Warren. You know they, they have no chance. I think she has a half chance if people forget about her being Pocahontas. But <laughs> my my top list where I'm thinking they definitely have. The, a chance, unless a progressive sweeps in and just like, yo, fuck you. Um, I think Team Beto, they're, they're going to make the hardest move for the nomination and be a contender. I uh, Unfortunately, poor Juliancito, he's gonna, he has no fucking chance in hell. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He, he's going to, he's going to be like, um, Oh, fuck, who was that like old white dude? Like the the guy uh, at the in the 2016 primary who looked like if he breathed in his direction he would like fall apart. Oh yeah, Lincoln Chafee. Lincoln Chafee. Oh my god, I I I love that dude. Uh, <laughs> he's like like he's gonna end up being like Lincoln Chafee, where like 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 uh, they're not like the first debate. They're gonna like question him, like some like shitty vote he did, and he's gonna fall up. Like he's gonna fall apart like immediately. The, the, the moment that question's asked. Well, I yeah, like to I like to remind you of the moment in that first debate where he had the opportunity to like hit like Hillary Clinton with a zinger, and you could just see Hillary Clinton like this guy don't got shit on me, <laughs> and she's like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, here it comes, and it's like, Haha, yeah, it's like. His zinger never showed up. It's like he yeah. had a the Charlie Brown football, and it just moved the football from him. That was his zinger. He was going to attack Hillary on something and completely fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, I still remember the whole, like, oh, well, I voted for this very shitty, objectively bad bill because, you know, my dad just died. I was only in there for the first week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
No, yeah, no. Julian is is, is totally gonna be the Lincoln Chafee of of the debates. I'm, I'm call. I, I feel it in my bones. Well, let's see. I I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, but, but, I, yeah. But like, I, I feel like the whole lesson of this little talk uh, of this segment has been like, like, folks, just because they're POC does not mean they're good. Uh, I mean, because like. It doesn't even mean you have. They have like the, you know. They have the right for your vote. Um, these are politicians, the fucking scum of the earth. <laughs> like, um, like these are people who have made the conscious decision to vie for these very like for these positions of power in one of the most powerful, bloodthirsty, like most like fucking disgusting countries in the world. Uh, they made the choice, and they're gonna and they're gonna contend. For your for your fucking thumb for your thumbs up emoji, <laughs> um, so um, remember just because they're POC, just because you know they're a woman, or just because they're you know whatever, that does not mean you suddenly have to vote for them. I mean, by that logic, every woman in, in the UK had it to have voted for fucking Margaret Thatcher. Uh. Like that doesn't work. You need to act like we we as POC really need to look into their policies and not honestly ask ourselves, is this going to help fucking anybody? Or, or are they just going to make things worse? Not just for, you know, people of color, not just for women, not just for LGBTQ people, but like for fucking, but also like for fucking everybody. Like, or, you know, or are they just cynically fucking take, like cynically appro- appropriating, co-opting identity politics in a very cynical, liberal way without actually addressing the real genuine issues that affect us? Exactly. And on That's that, the question. And on that note, we will update folks when more POCs or just more shitty Democrats actually throw their hat in the ring because it's going to be another wild election season. Oh yeah, it's 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 twenty six. It's like it's going to be twenty sixteen, but fucking worse. Just like how twenty nineteen is going to be like twenty eighteen, but worse, and how twenty eighteen was twenty seventeen, but worse. <laughs> yes. You got me confused on the numbers, but thank you, Byron. (laughs) Time is one big, dumb, flat circle. Yes. to a very smooth ending. Thank you, folks, for joining us on this crazy, crazy little trip. Um, Do remember to follow us on Twitter at movement underscore color and become a patron at patreon.com backslash movement of color. My name is Brandon Payton Carrillo, and I look forward to talk to you in the future. Adios. Adios.